I mean, it's kind of cute, right? Hello, and welcome back to Kinda Cute. And if you're new here, welcome. My name's Bailey Evan, and on Kinda Cute, we discuss articles from the cut and my general pop culture musings. It's Christmas week, guys. It's December 23rd when I'm recording this, and I will be posting it. So uh, I think Hanukkah just started last night. So happy Hanukkah to all you who celebrate. Happy upcoming Christmas. I love Christmas time. I literally am like about to go home to my parents' house, and I just love being in my cozy little house with all the lights up and the decorations, and I'm so sad to leave it. Even though my parents' house is like also very cozy and decorated, but I just wish that we had an excuse to have a Christmas tree up all year round. Like, wouldn't it be fun if each month was like a different themed tree? Can we start that? Make it a thing? Just make life a little more fun. Why does fun have to be relegated to Christmas? And can I just point out something that really grinds my gears when people celebrate celebrate <clears throat> dry january it's like okay january is already depressing enough and then you got to go and not drink and not have fun during it i feel like i purposely have to plan things that are fun during january just to get me through the month uh and i think this also stems from the fact that my birthday is december 28th i'm turning 31 in a few days and it's always made me sad. It, it's a it's a blessing in disguise or bittersweet. I don't know. Because it's like I get to spend it with my family a lot because people have off school. And that part of it's great. And I really appreciate that. I usually have flexibility with work and like no one's really working during that time. But it also sucks because all of your friends are with their families and like doing their own thing. And I always feel guilty making people celebrate with me because I feel like everyone has celebration fatigue. I don't know. Can anyone relate to that? I didn't mean to get on a celebration rant, but I just had to get that off my chest. We have some updates. Let's talk about Cashley, uh, Cara Delevingne, and Ashley Benson. So Cara on her Instagram. Wait, let's backtrack a second. In our last episode, we were talking about the suspicious tweets that came from Cara Delevingne's account saying that her and Ashley had broken up. And then it seemed like maybe it was that she got hacked, but it was unclear. I felt like it was a cover up. But this has me rethinking things. It's a little over the top, and I think it is overcompensating to prove a point, but let's read it aloud, shall we? This is Cara Delevingne wishing Ashley Benson happy birthday. Happy birthday, at Ashley Benson. There's so much I could say, but something I love and cherish most about us is that I don't need to because you know, and that's all that matters. It's you and me, which is my favorite, my safe place. You let me be silly. You let me be wild. You keep me free, secure, and curious. I feel like I've known you my entire life, and I'm so proud of watching you grow into the woman that you always dreamt of being. I love you beyond words. My sprinkles, chunchy, angel face, grumpy ass, sweet cheeks, never boring, butt munch. Benson. Uh, okay. So this is renewing my faith in our fall 2020 wedding, guys. Like, I'm still, we're still holding out hope. Another update is that it seems that official that Lana and Mr. Popo Sticks are in fact dating. There's been multiple, I think she posted one on her Instagram of the two of them together, or maybe it was on his Instagram, but they seem pretty open about it now. Like the fact that one of them actually posted it on their Instagram of them together at the holidays seems to be pretty telling to me. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I still am very skeptical of that relationship, but whatever. We were watching the Casey Musgrave special the other day. It's actually kind of cute. Like Casey, I don't think she has the best acting skills, but 
it was cute. It's on Amazon Prime. She does a song with Troy. She does one with James Corden, uh, Fred Armisen, and and Lana Del Rey. And they sounded great together. Lana Del Rey and Casey just need to like have a Christmas album because it's great. Um, and the reason I bring this up is because years ago I reached out to the producer of the person who produced the Casey Musgrave show and his name's Ben Winston and since then he's done so many things he has he actually produced the Grammys I was at this year it's literally like he just keeps popping up in my life and I feel like it's a sign an unanswered sign from the universe that I just can't grasp he also um years ago in 2014 um, he produced a show of One Direction that happened at Universal Studios. It was one of the coolest things I've ever been to. It was taped for television, like NBC or something. And it was after that that I sent him this email that I thought was relevant <laughs> to include uh, in this podcast because it goes to show, you know how I said last week that I would never send an offensive DM to someone? I'm always trying to gas people up. And back then, it was uh, the year I graduated law school, and I was so desperate to not be a lawyer that I sent this email. And I, I literally thought in my deranged, like however old I was at the time, 26-year-old mind, that this was going to work for me. And I said, hello, Mr. Winston. I hope this email finds its way to you. I'm sending you the attached images to show a 2012 conversation between my best friend Elena Falloon and myself. Please excuse the tremendous typos. Our elation over this idea knew no bounds or grammar. The idea is very similar to yours in Night Changes, which, by the way, was beautifully executed. Albeit, the girls in the video could have used a mani-pedi, but I understand you were trying to make them as nondescript as possible so any and all girls could fill their proverb for proverbial hands slash feet. Bravo. At worst, I hope this exchange gives you a chuckle that your idea was very in line with what fangirls wanted over two years ago. At best, I hope you feel free to contact Elena Falloon and me in the future for music video ideas, or in case you need some nondescript hands or extras in your future videos. We would be more than willing to lend our talents gratis. Gratis? I can never say that, guys. P.S. I was lucky enough to attend your filming of 1D, the TV special in Orlando, Florida, and cannot wait to watch the finished product. Warmly. And I literally signed it, Bailey for attorney at law, and put my phone number. Mind you, at this point in time, I did not have a job. I had passed the bar, didn't have a job, though. And I ended it with this. Yes, I am 25 years old and an attorney and have no shame for my love of 1D and your work. I'm actually watching in the hands of the gods as I type this. And so to give you some background, uh, Night Changes was one of One Direction's um, music videos. And Elena and I had emailed each other. And again, Elena is the creative genius behind everything. It's not me, it's her. And she wrote, and this is in 2012. Okay. This is two years before this music video came out. And she says, all the boys are taking separate girls on stereotypical dream dates. Like one's on a hot air balloon or romantic dinner. I'm, I'm chopping this up. Hers was very much more in depth and explaining it. And then she said, um, you know, mixed in with performance art. And then I said, yeah, like them singing in a theme park, but a cooler one than Coney Island. And this is literally like what this music video ended up being. So I don't really know the point of me including this. I just thought it was a fun tidbit. 
you might not. I don't know. I'm just trying to manifest things in 2020, guys. Wanting to live my pop culture dreams, okay? So I thought maybe bringing up something from 2014 would help bring it all full circle. But let's get into our first article of the day, and it is What Does Rob Lowe Know About Christmas Trees That We Don't by Madeline Aguilar. And he said, I have a phobia about the pine needles. They get all brittle and fall, and then they're just going to be flammable. And so driven by fear, Lowe becomes a man possessed, not only by the tree itself, but by his formula for keeping the tree hydrated. It's half seven up, half water. I am obsessed with this. This is all I care about during the holidays. Why does this literally sound like his character from Parks and Rec? Like, his character in Parks and Rec would not touch 7-Up, but I can totally see him being obsessive about watering his tree with a 7-Up water concoction. And can anyone vouch as to whether or not this works? Because I've never heard of this, and it kind of makes sense, like, the idea of sugar water, basically, like using that in a tree because I know it's like you know if you put like vodka in uh when you have a flowers it can help preserve them so I wonder if it's sort of that same thing like it's helping to preserve the tree and give it a little bit of sugar as like extra nutrients I don't know please someone tell me if you've done this next up we've got another feud involving feud queen herself Martha Stewart if you recall we discussed her ongoing kind of shady feud with goop queen Quinneth Paltrow herself and I don't know if I mentioned this before guys I apologize if I did but a goop store is opening in Palm Beach and I like want to go so badly and give my review of it I'm sure I'm gonna want to buy everything because of course but yeah I just had to throw that in okay so this article is called please don't forget to tag Martha Stewart on Instagram by Hannah Gold so this is about a feud between Martha Stewart and Anthony. So Martha Stewart left a comment on from her account, I think her personal account, um, below of an image of Antony petting her horses. And she wrote, guys, get ready, strap in. This is so freaking good. You did not tag me on this photo of my stable, nor the photo of my beautiful dogs, Han, Quinn, Bête Noire, and Crème Brûlée. We are bummed about that because you have so many followers and you ate it says you are my Christmas cookies, but I think she meant to say you ate my Christmas cookies, which is followed by four exclamation marks. Then it says you were nice not to post the forbidden scenes and we thank you. Three exclamation marks. Guys, what the hell are these forbidden scenes she was talking about? Does Martha start have a sex dungeon? Like what is going on? Is it just I'm thinking maybe it's like upcoming products that she just has like scattered around her house that aren't out yet. So she doesn't want to expose them. But like, I need to know someone needs to do investigative journalism and tell me what these forbidden scenes are. So (laughs) then Anthony in like a seeming clapback posted a photo of him like warming his his hands in front of a fire pit and it said patiently keeping my hands warm by her fire pit until at Martha Stewart 48 follows me back to which Martha replied I think we started a social media feud which was not the point I just wanted you to acknowledge my fire my animals and my food which you seem to love question mark question mark question mark Guys, is this all a publicity stunt? Can someone unpack this for me? Like, how is Snoop Dogg friends with her? She's this freaking uptight. Like, she needs to smoke a doob and chill on Antony. All right. Last article of the day. We've got Breakfast with a Side of Manny Jacinto 
And it's the article is called I Found the Good Place by Sanjita Sin Kurtz, one of our favorites here. And, you know, I was looking at her Instagram the other day and she just graduated college in 2017, which is just making me feel like a complete life failure because good for her. Love her writing. Keep it up, Sanjita. So she writes, I was hoping that Manny Jacinto would be a himbo. I soothed, my, soothed myself with this thought. Maybe he'd be just like Jason Mendoza, the handsome airhead he's played to such great effect on The Good Place for four years. Or maybe, considering his face, he'd at least be vain. That way I might dislike him enough to interview him in peace without succumbing to the kind of nerves that kick in when you're at a tiny table across from someone who looks like Manny Jacinto. But in person, over breakfast at the Lot New York Palace Hotel, Jacinto seems more like your friend's hot big brother. He stands up to greet you. He makes jokes and laughs at yours. He's a soft-spoken but physical talker, a polite apologizer, and he has the kind of big grin that splits his face in half. Also, he looks even better in person. Not that any of this was surprising. This is the man thirsty fans have credited with inventing bone structure and the subject of many tweets of the run-me-over variety. Crush my head, light birthday candles in my asshole, etc. So I'd like to pause to say that I am a huge Good Place fan. If you haven't delved into it yet, please give it a try. It can be a little corny at times, but it's endearing. And sometimes... You need just something that's endearing and nice and like a soft blanket. And I think it actually makes some really good points about life philosophy and how in our time right now, it's hard to do everything right and live this moral, perfect life. And we're all just basically doing as best we can. It's funny. It's touching at times. The acting's great. And like I said, you might watch it and think like, this is ridiculous. It's so stupid. It's so corny. This is like full house and but like worse. But please just hang in there and I think you might come around. It's infinitely better than This Is Us or that other kind of trash. So, <laughs> uh, But, you know, Manny Jacinto, Jason Mendoza, is not – he plays such an airhead on the show that I actually, like – I didn't really see, like, the appeal of him that much just because, for one, his character always makes fun of Florida. And, you know, I kind of make fun of Florida, but I also love it, so – it's a hard position for me when they just like rail on Jacksonville all the time, my birthplace. But uh, I see like, I think when he's out of his character, he looks way better. I think they do something kind of like weird to his hair on the show. So I get it. I get the thirst. Um, and I just, <laughs> I, I, um, I wanted more from this interview because she at the, in the last paragraph, she says, we're well over our interview time, but Jacinto continues to assure me there's no rush. He keeps pouring tea from his bottomless pot and answering my questions about movies and Italian food until it really is time to go. In the lobby, he leans in to give me a friendly parting hug. From over his shoulder, I catch a teenage girl, mouth fully open, staring at him. Now, I... Uh, agree with the commenters of this so I want to read them one of them says I appreciate the chutzpah required to pitch a date with Manny as an article would love to have read more but I understand why struck speechless by physical perfection can extend to the written word but I feel that I'm like I need more and the other comment was this is way too short can we get a full transcript we need more all caps yeah, like, it's like, I want to hear about the Italian food, Sanjita. Like, I love you, but why are you withholding this from us? Is this going to be a multi-part series? But to give you guys a little tidbit, if you're really thirsty for him, this might get the groins a-going, because she asked him for something he hasn't said in an interview before. He pauses, as if gauging me, the situation. Then, 
he says. I sneeze six times in a row whenever I sneeze. He says it slowly, with emphasis, locking eyes with me as if it's crucial. I don't think this is a joke. He continues, this is where it gets weirder. This is a form of torture, but a friend of mine told me that if you sneeze 10 times in a row, that it's equivalent to an orgasm. Yes, like a single sneeze is one eighth of an orgasm or something, right? I say, having first heard this as a scandalized sixth grader. Yes, he nods again, one eighth or one tenth. So it's like I almost get there, but I don't. So that's what she leaves us with. I don't know how I feel about that. Never heard that one before either, along with the seven up. So apparently I live under a rock. Uh, <laughs> Kenzie. <laughs> okay. Kenzie's laugh makes me laugh every time. I like can't hold myself. Um, our legit ship for this week. Again, you know, I'm loving the holiday spirit. You're getting two again this week, guys. Uh, first up is a Norwegian show that my friends Abby and Elena recommended to me. And it's called Home for Christmas. It's actually called like Jule Yule or something like that in Norwegian. But if <laughs> it's that's whatever, it's something Yule, okay? But if you search Home for Christmas on Netflix, you will find it. It's only like six episodes. It's really fast and quick. And I think, again, I like stuff that it's about a girl who's 30 years old and like feels pressure from her family to get a boyfriend for the holidays. And I think it's something maybe a lot of people can relate to. And uh, it's over the top and whatever, but there's parts of it that I do think will will speak to people, even if that's not the situation you're in. Um, that is the situation I'm in. Not that my family pressures me, but I'm definitely 30 and single. Uh, but Abby's married and she liked it too. So I think it can appeal to a lot of people. Um, my other one is, I think I probably talked about before how much I love tjmax.com. And I think a great present... Uh, I know it's a little late right now, but they have Lodge Dutch ovens on there for a pretty good price. I think they're only about $49, and I love my Dutch oven. I use it all the time. It's so nice because you can, you know, have it on the stovetop, be cooking something in it, and then move it to the oven, and I have, like, a really pretty, like, light green one, and they have, like, lavender and blue, and I actually think my friend Tasha has one of these, too, and she can also vouch for how good it is. It's way cheaper than getting, like, a Le Creuset or something like that. Like, the equivalent will cost probably, like, $400, so check that out. I hope you guys have the happiest holiday season. I'm gonna try to record again... Well, it's a Monday, so I don't know when our next episode would be. I'm really hoping in the new year we can just get on our regular schedule again. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to be celebrating Christmas and my birthday and New Year's, and I hope you guys are having the best time and just a happy, happy holidays. Bye!